Hello and welcome to the Harvard EdCast, a series of conversations with thought leaders in the field of education from across the country and around the world. I'm your host, Matt Weber, and today we welcome for the second time to the Harvard EdCast someone whose name evokes the spirit of entrepreneurship, creativity and ed reform, and broad-reaching success in the field. She's the esteemed founder of Teach for America and co-founder and CEO of Teach for All. As you may have guessed by now, our guest is Wendy Kopp here today. Welcome to the EdCast. Thank you. Happy to be here with no voice, sadly. Well, well, we will get through this 10 minutes. Do not worry. Uh, last time we chatted, Wendy, um, TFA was having its 20th birthday party, and Teach for All was starting preschool, about four years old. And there always seems to be new updates and ideas stemming from your portfolio, not every year, but every month or even every day. Let's start with Teach for All. Um, it's truly living up to its name, Teach for All. And you just had a new launch this past month in, was it Qatar? Uh, tell yeah. us a little bit about how that's going. It's going so well. Um, you know, we're now, uh, you know, there are 33 partners now in the Teach for All network in, you know, every region of the world. Um, and I think, <clears throat> you know, seven years ago when we started, we had such questions about whether this model would resonate, you know, in very diverse contexts. You know, would it magnetize talent in the same way that it has in the U.S. and the U.K.? Um, would we see the same kind of alumni effects in terms of the degree to which these teachers are truly transformed by their experience and go on to lead the change? Um, you know, and, and particularly, would it make sense in very underdeveloped contexts where, you know, even basic needs aren't met? And I have to say, <clears throat> the last seven years have just been incredibly affirming. You know, um, a thousand people applying for Teach for Pakistan's first 40 spots, 13,000 people applying in India this year for Teach for India, 2,400 people applying for Ensenia of Poor Columbia's first 60 spots. Um, and at the same time, we're seeing, you know, real immediate impacts. Um, you know, the Columbia University study of Teach for India shows that they're having four times the level of impact as the other teachers in their schools on their students' academic performance. Um, and we're seeing 50 to 70% of the alumni across the Teach for All network, <clears throat> you know, staying in education. And already, we're seeing many of them, you know, pioneering new ideas, just as the early Teach for America alumni did. And then finally, um, you know, what we're hearing from even the most remote places in, say, Africa, is that, you know, we think this is important in developed contexts, um, but wait until we get to the lesser developed context, because, you know, there's a reason that the basic needs aren't being met, that the teachers aren't being trained, that there's not curriculum, and it's that there's no leadership capacity. I mean, and so what this program has the potential to do to actually create that leadership capacity, um, you know, makes it maybe even all the more relevant. So it's, it's very exciting. Yeah, it sounds like it's working and it's just growing too. And I'm wondering if you can kind of take us along uh, the, the journey of how a country gets established. Maybe someone's listening now going, hey, it's not my country. I'd love it to be in my country. Yeah. Is, it, is it sort of organic grassroots and they come to you? Do you go and seek out countries? To talk us through it. Exactly. It is, in fact, you know, we're responding to the interest of local social entrepreneurs um, who, 
and you know they may not realize they're social entrepreneurs at the front end but they're just passionate about addressing educational inequity in their context and about the degree to which this model has the potential to be a force for that um, so they reach out to us and you know we help them through the process like help them more deeply understand the model um, they work to develop a plan to build you know, their government support to build the private sector support to build the team. And, and, you know, again, we're, you know, bringing them together with other early stage entrepreneurs, um, you know, and, and providing direct support along the way. And, and once they've, you know, developed a vision and built the local support, assuming, you know, it's aligned with our kind of unifying mission and theory of change and principles, we bring them into the network and then, um, you know, provide quite a bit of support and and facilitate learning and sharing across the network. So Teach for All, you you are CEO of, and you are also CEO of Teach for America. It, do you see parallels in running this sort of two organizations, and, and are they developing at the same stages, and it, it, is it different being a leader for one than the other, or are they similar but just at a global scale? I would say it's, it is different. It's quite different in that you know, Teach for All is a network, um, a network of 33 independent, locally led, funded, driven organizations. Um, and, you know, there's a learning curve in how do you, you know, foster a thriving network. Um, at the same time, you know, what Teach for All is working to do is to support and accelerate the impact of this model around the world. So many of the lessons, you know, I, I can, you know, I think many of the lessons I learned at Teach for America provide a good foundation. I mean, I keep learning more every day and you know, you see, I mean, I think one of the real powers of Teach for All is it's in fact <clears throat> the global approach, just, you know, incredible people in very diverse contexts who come up with brilliant innovations. And I think that really is, is the potential of this network to create a platform for sharing of the innovations and the best practices in a way that has the potential to really ultimately accelerate, you know, these kind of movements that that folks are trying to fuel in, in their own context. So so let's shift over to this sort of TFA front and I'll I'll make this question longer so you have a chance to <laughs> take a glass of water or your tea. Um, so TFA, big news happening um, in terms of the teaching training model model changing. Um, tell us a little bit about what you're expecting this upcoming year, what it is for this pilot, and, and how that change kind of came about. You know, uh, how many years did it take to enable that change, and uh, what you're what you're expecting from it? Well, <clears throat> you know, I think, you know, so the the new Teach for America leadership team has been. You know, they've spent the last year, you know, really kind of evaluating, you know, where are we, um, you know, listening to the multitude of Teach for America constituents um, and also reflecting on, you know, the opportunities um, that, you know, we have in front of us. And, you know, I think Teach for America is at a point where, you know, we sort of have, in a way, the luxury of having the resources to innovate. Um, and so they've announced these two pilots. They really are pilots, their tests. Um, as you say, I mean, one of them is, um, you know, for the folks who, and probably only a few years ago, did we start 
accepting juniors into Teach for America. So there's a small group of folks who apply their junior year. Um, kind of like early admission. Yeah, exactly. So for those folks, we'll have an option of actually going through a year-long teacher ed program through their senior year um, on top of their other studies. And, and you know, we'll evaluate that and see, does it make a difference? Um, and, of course, are hoping it, it will. Um, so I think it'll be really interesting. But our core model will remain the same until we have evidence that there's, you know, a reason to change it. So, so the evaluation piece will obviously be critical in this process. What is the, what are the sort of tools and metrics you're using to look and see if uh, if something works or if something doesn't? It's the formula of evaluation, it's the summative evaluation, and there's a hundred different metrics you <laughs> could use. Yeah. Um, I'm curious, and I'm it's a run-on sentence for me again for the sip of water, but I'm curious what you're thinking um, are one of the more valuable sort of metrics for them for measuring yeah. that. Well, you know. In all honesty, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think, you know, the team of Teach for Mary is obviously going to put a lot of thought into it. My guess is that we'll look at at least a couple of things. One, um, you know, the, the satisfaction of and, and feelings of self-efficacy among the core members. Do they feel better prepared, not only at the front end of their teaching experience, but even six months in at the end of their first year and such. Um, and then also the efficacy of the core members, you know, based on our own systems and, you know, the, the school and, and district level systems for assessing their impact on their students' achievement. You know, do we see greater impact among those who, who have that extra year of training? This is a long question here, so this is good for your voice. So, so there's so many people in education who look up to your organizations as models, as inspiration. And, and I guess I'm curious, who or what organization, it doesn't have to be in education, are you, Wendy Cop, following and get inspired by or are excited to see their growth or their progressions and, uh, and maybe a push you to do better or to be better, to, to think differently? What organization or person inspires you? as a founder and a CEO and as, as someone who, who runs a major organization? Yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's such a good question. I, I think what I would honestly say is that, you know, the, the most kind of provocative pushes, you know, that, that I've gotten have been, you know, from folks who, who are in our realm, you know, um, I think, you know, watching the development of KIPP, both, you know, from the the sort of learnings within their schools and you know they're a network so teach for all has learned a lot from them in terms of their structure um you know there are obviously many organizations far beyond kip that we all learn from um some of the charters the uncommon schools you know success academies etc but at the same time um you know i'm so inspired by the folks within the traditional system who are figuring out how to, you know, produce incredible outcomes for kids. Like I think about the school in Washington Heights in New York City called Wheels, which, you know, is a neighborhood school that produces just incredible transformational outcomes for their kids. So I think the kind of instructional strategies and what we've learned about, you know, good teaching, um, you know, that I've, I've learned from those folks has been, you know, really instrumental um, for, for, for me. I think as well, you know, I've learned a lot from the leaders of these Teach for All organizations. Um, Teach for India, which launched now just five years ago, 
has innovated on the model in ways that have pushed, you know, Teach for America, Teach First in the UK and all the partners. Um, you know, I just had the chance of seeing their next kind of five-year plan. And, you know, it just gives me great optimism for the future of Teach for India, but also, um, you know, really uh, in, in many ways, I think will push the rest of us to do, to do better as well. It's it's humbling to hear that you learn from literally everyone that you work for, and it's just a fascinating answer. Uh, one of our alumni sent in a question to ask you, and the request was a list, Wendy Kopp. Um, Wendy, what are your five essential tools for a teacher's toolbox? What would or should a teacher need to know before they set foot inside of a classroom? I guess this is a question or a request for some helpful, usable knowledge. <laughs> Oh dear. Um, I mean, meaning I'm probably not your highest source for that toolkit, but I'll tell you my, let's see if I can get to five. Um, <clears throat> You're six, so you can stop at three. Okay. I won't hold you okay, against Okay, good. Let's do that. Um, so one, I would say a deep understanding of the local context in which you're teaching. Um, you know, a deep understanding of both not only where your kids are today, but what the stakes are for them. If nothing changes and they don't beat the odds, where will they be in 10 years? What are the constraints, the opportunities in their environment? Um, and what are the hopes and aspirations of the kids, their families, the kind of community leaders for for their community and for the education of their kids. I think if you don't have that context, you don't know what to teach toward, you know, and I think a deep understanding of that context can inform essentially the vision that you set for where you want your kids to be at the end of the year in order to put them on a path to, you know, maybe, you know, actually beat the odds, fulfill you know, the potential um, that they actually have in that given local context. So that's one. Two, an understanding that relationships are everything. You know, I think there's so much that argues against that today. I mean, you start teaching and everything from Teach for America, maybe if you're part of it, to your school, to your district, to your state, to the federal government tells you so many things you got to think about. And you just got to make sure not to get uncentered and to realize that it all begins by your getting to know your kids, getting to know their families, again, getting to know their context. And I think if you start there, um, and our research really bears this out, um, many, many other things take care of themselves. Um, so that would be two. Um, You're nailing this, by the way. <laughs> off the cuff you you great yeah. answers um you know i guess the third thing i would say is just you know an, an understanding that you know teaching is not an experience <laughs> you know it, it needs to be a purposeful endeavor and so really coming to understand where your kids are you know academically socially you know, from a kind of, let's say, character strengths perspective versus where you believe they have the potential to be based on high expectations at the end of the year. And then really thinking constantly, critically, how do we move each of these kids, each of whom are no doubt in a different place, with different needs, 
forward? Like how do we maximize our time every day and beyond the day, you know, um, to get where we're trying to go by the end of the year? Last question, Wendy. And, and so many people would probably say you're batting a thousand right now. You've founded two wonderful organizations. You're two for two. Yeah. So the question is, is there a number three marinating in the mind of Wendy Cop right now? Have you got another idea sort of simmering up there, Wendy, that, that you maybe haven't put out yet, but you're <laughs> thinking about? Break the news here first. Um, so in all honesty, first of all, I don't feel like I'm batting a thousand. Okay. Um, you know, my day-to-day is around, you know, supporting the folks at Teach for America still who, you know, are in the midst of an ongoing journey. You know, it's very hard to feel successful when every day you see so much evidence that, you know, there's so much more potential. Um, and and certainly at Teach for All, where I think we're really at the very beginning of the journey, Um so, and, and in all honesty, no, there is no third thing. In fact, every day, I'm like, no more startups. This is it. Um, and I really do feel, and I felt when I made the move to Teach for All, like, this is my next 25 years. It's literally been 25 years since, I mean, I was still writing the last, you know, version of that senior thesis 25 years ago. Um And I feel like I'm at the beginning of the next 25-year journey to grow Teach for All into what I think it has, you know, really the potential to become. And we wish you all the best of luck with Teach for All. And and if people are interested in Teach for All or Teach for America, um, best places for them to go to? Best thing, go to the Teach for All website, www.teachforall.org. And, and of course, same thing with Teach for America, its website. <laughs> Wendy Cobb, thanks for being on the guest. Thanks for doing this while still sick. You can easily cancel. <laughs> Sorry we about appreciate the voice. It. Maybe we'll be yeah. able to edit your voice later. <laughs> I hope so. Thank you. This has been the Harvard EdCast, a production of the Harvard Graduate School of Education. I'm your host, Matt Weber. Thank you kindly for listening. The Harvard Graduate School of Education, working at the nexus of practice, policy, and research.